0: Oi, oi, and welcome back to the Orient Outlook Podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, bearded legend, myself, Stan Chum, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed.
1: Good to hear those words again. Welcome (laughs) back, everybody. The boys are back in town. That is the Orient Squad and the Orient Outlook Podcast. Welcome, Welcome to the first of a two-part pre-season podcast. As we ease ourselves back into our podcast rhythm, we've got lots of information to bring you and enough discussion points to go on all night but don't worry, it won't be like episode 71 that was nearly three (laughs) hours long Uh, we assure you that we'll try and keep it to well under the hour Um, but we're going to obviously cover what's happened since episode 71 since the end of last season and we're going to kick that off with Tuesday the 17th of May
0: Yeah, so that was just two days after the infamous like you've said, almost three hour episode 71 so just two days after that the club announced the retain this for next season and in a statement confirmed that the following players would be leaving the club. So firstly, Matthew Baldry, followed by Lloyd James, Joby McEnough, Fraser Shaw, Connor Essam, Blair Turgett, Bradley Pritchett and Gary Woods. Pritchard. And Bradley Pritchard, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was also announced that the club have
1: implemented the further... 12-month option to keep Nicky Hunt at the club if you remember we paid a fee for him from Mansfield re- initially it was on a 6-month deal with the option of a further 12 months which I don't know what was what triggered that or what the triggering mechanisms were but the cl- I think it was in the club's favour and the club decided to um, invoke that and he signed yeah. and it's all been
0: done so we've got Nicky Hunt at the club so thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah on for, the, me, the for me uh, I was it's a shame to see Lloyd James leave. I really thought Lloyd James had a lot to offer in League Two. And when he came back towards the end of last season, I thought he offered us something different as a midfielder. Uh, and for me, you know, I was a fan of Bouldery, and it was sad to see Bouldery go. But I guess along with all the other players, I expected those. Shame to see Pritchard leave, who was never really given time in that central midfield role. Always kind of out on the right, a uh, bit unfairly. And I thought, I thought Fraser Shaw might have deserved another year. Um, thought absolutely. he looked good in, in in spells and obviously short of confidence but the rest no surprises there you? yeah no I, I agree with you I don't think some of them were given
1: a fair crack at a whip Shaw sure, in particular I think we, we absolutely agree on um, I think with Matt Baldry, I think he'd had he'd had enough yep um, I think that was probably the point I mean he never said as much in our interview which you can get on soundcloud.com forward slash <laughs> or on iTunes he didn't say as much as that in, in that in that interview but he seemed really enthused to go to Doncaster, it was a fresh challenge. I think you just, like anyone in any job, you just get fed up of working where you work and want to change.
0: Yeah, well he said he was offered a decent contract, didn't he? He said he got a few contract offers and the last one was very decent. At Orient. At Orient, yeah. and it was good money, but his heart was just out of it, it was just done. And unfortunately it was time in his eyes to kind of walk away. Yeah, absolutely, so that, that's fair enough. Um Lloyd probably his head probably was elsewhere
1: or wanted to be elsewhere as well. So, uh, so from from their point of view, you know, fair play. But it, it's quite telling that five of the eight that we released have got new clubs immediately. Um, yeah. So you know, look if your heart's not in it, fair play to them. As I was saying, you know, you got a new job with a different company, different organisation. Then that that's that's absolutely fine. If you don't want to be at a club, then. You don't and, and you look at players that, that left us that weren't necessarily performing well Nathan Clark springs to mind immediately and how well he did last season with yep, Bradford so when they're happy and their home life's happy there's there's never going to be a problem so yeah. you know that obviously wasn't coming through last season
0: so Yep so those were our views, views. We've got loads of your views but we're only going to do a small selection of them this evening so firstly from at Boatsy, welcome back Ben Says gutted we are losing some great players. I can understand Joby due to his wages, but to lose Lloyd James is ridiculous. At
1: um F-San O's fan said happy with that. Interesting to hear Baldry declined a
0: new deal. Onwards and yes, upwards, absolutely. At John underscore Grove zero one said Woods going was a dead cert. Although I would have hoped we'd had we would have tried to keep Shaw, James and Turgot. Although I'm sad to see Baldry go. I mean Turgot was an interesting one. Towards the end of last season, he got a decent run in the squad and he actually looked like a half-decent play but maybe too little too late there for Blair yeah
1: I, I wasn't he was when he was given opportunity he never really seemed to grasp it you yeah. know he's a winger he's an attacking player and I don't know he just lacked for me maybe it's just because he needed a longer run in the squad to get his rhythm with the players that he was playing with but you know he's on trial at Bromley at the moment yeah.
0: so but he started so well Like he scored that goal I think in his third Steve game Nage. against Stevenage it'll be remembered for years my down favorite Brisbane Road
1: yeah yeah uh, at Morgan underscore con ninety seven says, gutted about James and Baldry being released, but with the squad players now gone, hopefully the academy players will get their chance, which is an interesting. Well, point. There's,
0: there's a few in pre-season that we'll come to in the next episode in terms of the friendlies. Sandro yeah. Samelo's obviously standing out, yeah. He's doing very well. Karoma. Freddie Monker, Freddie Monker played brilliantly the other night. Yep, Coroma. So it's good Granger. to see a few youths and and Sergeant. Yep, at Sam Cast Nine says, gutted for James. He will be the hardest to replace. Baldry had a bad year, but could have kept him. The rest were not good enough. Also, complete insanity that we kept playing Hunt when it would trigger the extension. There was so much better available. I mean, Hunt is an interesting mm-hmm. one, obviously signed under Nolan, a good friend of his, yep. who brought him to the club. And obviously, Nolan has gone and Hunt remained. So, an interesting one there. But Very again, you really kind of touched upon that one. Yeah, Neil A-double-S-T-S says,
1: sad to see James and Borgia go. Thought Shaw and Turgot deserved another year. Quite like Pritch, but he was clearly out of favour. I like Pritch. I think I'm in a very, very small minority (laughs) there Um, because I think that when he was played, like you say, in in his preferred position, he's actually got something to offer. But he wasn't. He was shoved out wide or in a formation that didn't quite work. But started
0: very very well last season, Pritch, in central midfield under Hendon. And then, if you remember, Payne came in and took his place. And from then on, Pritch never really got back in the team. When he did, it was very fleeting Or on the right-hand side of the midfield. So unlucky there. At Stasi Stassi, Says so not sure these players could be motivated to give their best at this club after all the interference. Best for them all to move on. Yeah, spot on tweet for me. Yeah, absolutely you like that one on the money. Yeah,
1: I think that is that is pretty much when the head's gone, you let the motivation to want to do well for the people upstairs. Yeah, and this is this is what you get. At Danny Boy underscore two four seven said, I'm sure James and Baldry would do well next season, like Clark and Sawyer have done. Stability
0: is the key, big losses. Yeah, there you go. Good point out Orrick Meat Pie says James is the biggest loss. Baldry needs a challenge, I swear, and the others were rubbish or just too expensive, i.e., Mackinac. At
1: Dirk Turk, James and Baldry have had their day here. Time to move on. Shaw showed glimpses, but not enough. Decent backup, but I'm not upset. Yeah, yeah I think Shaw would have been a good understudy to who we've just signed yeah, and, uh, at so. left backs. Re- but there you
0: very go. much, so <laughs> Tony Anderson Antonio says Lloyd James, big mistake. Are we going to find a better pass of the ball? Take penalties and free kicks for wanting to come to League 2. Good point. Yeah, David TH,
1: 64301889, said all had to go. James and Baldry need new challenge. Rest were crap or too expensive. Big rebuild job. Don't get the fuss over Baldry going. Made loads of errors. Poor captain. Terrible positionally. Often caught out by
0: ball over the top. Maybe a bit harsher on Baldry. Baldry seemed to split fans, and we did touch upon this in his interview. You know, yeah. Baldry said that. I think in his Orient career I think he made four or five mistakes and he kind of mentioned them all by name that he knew and thought he kind of got a rough deal to a certain extent but an interesting view there at Mike Brown Music says shows a mentality right now when you won't keep hold of the club captain at his prime age and only give youngsters one year deals madness interesting shows a lack of faith in the youth if you're only giving them one doesn't it really
1: um yeah, I forgot I was going to say something based on, on what you just said about David Th's but we move on. PM 31970 would have only kept James and Mac enough but now they've gone, it's their quali- It's the quality of their replacement that remains to be seen.
0: Yep, good point. We'll come to a replacement yep. shortly. At Lenham 4 it says, and James, big losses. Others were French players at best. Could have been a lot worse. And the only one who mentions, now to keep hold of Jay Simpson. Well, as we record this of the 21st of July, he
1: is still <laughs> a member of the players although
0: rumours are rife on the uh, on a few forums at the moment
1: so yeah they always will be it's like the Dean Cox yeah. an, annual uh, <laughs> biannual um, transfer rumour yeah. Dean Cox signed for Peterborough, Peterborough uh, yeah. when he comes out and says actually no I haven't <laughs> uh,
0: at Orient Dave won't get better than James at this level same can be said for Baldry yeah at Soph underscore Rosie underscore TFB so James should have stayed I think he was great Shane Balder wanted to go but I can't blame him slightly worried for next season yeah at Wadsey would have kept definitely kept
1: Joby when he He's fit. He, when fit, he was a game changer. Yeah, I mean,
0: Javi was a strange one. Obviously, he didn't play for a lot of the season. For the the reasons still season, unknown. To us. Reasons unknown. Got back into the team. Was a vocal point. Scored some vital goals. And then when he went away over Easter and when the international break, it really seemed to affect the team. Him yeah, being there, and that's yeah. when we declined. And that's when Nolan left. So. Chopy was a really interesting one Uh, at Bendy Bollard says onwards and upwards it all seems inevitable to be honest the new boss (coughs) if we get one needs scope to bring in fresh blood and he has certainly (coughs) done that as we'll come on to in just a moment yeah at LOFC1978 gutted
1: for Fraser Shaw treated badly and think will become a quality player Joby is a big loss but guess the wages were an issue others sad to see a couple go but time to move on I think as always depends who the manager brings in which is a very very good point you can afford to lose the quality if you replace with quality absolutely and we'll come on to that throughout the rest of this episode
0: yep nicely done and finally on the players out uh, from your views at S Church it said I would have kept James and Mac enough weren't great and Baldry's heart wasn't in it anymore so thanks for all your views we've got loads Mm. over the summer keep them coming we retweet what we can and we mention what we can in our podcast quite a mixed range though really good actually common theme
1: fine we'll move on would have liked to have seen Baldur and James. I think they're the two things that we get out of that, which yep. I think you're, absolutely in the camp of. So Wednesday the twenty fifth of May, Exeter
0: City announced the signing of Lloyd James. Yes yeah, so went to Exeter. So for me, I was a bit surprised by that. I thought he might have ended up in League One. He got mm. up, it was linked with Bristol Rovers quite a lot. Because I think that's near to where he's from. He's from Bristol. Yeah, I he's think he's Bristol. a City fan though. Yes, you're right. Yep. Um, but a great signing for Exeter. I think he'll do a good job there. Yeah. And disappointed that he went to a fellow league two club, like who you would consider one of our playoff rivals for next season. Exeter always finish around the top half. Yeah, they do. Uh and a good team as we saw when they came to Brisbane Road and beat us three one and they beat us four nil away. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. You? Um I mean he's moved closer to the sort of region where his family's from. They're from the sort of Bristol area, yeah. so it's not a million miles away. But I do agree with you. I thought he would have if he was gonna move he would have gone to a you know a, a, a league 1 club rather than uh rather than a league 2 club but you know Baudry has moved to a, a, a you know I uh, will come on to that um in in yeah I mean well, in, a, in a moment but I would have thought these players leaving us would have gone to yeah. a club in the next league
0: up yeah I mean I think Lloyd gave the club all some, of them club some good years played very well was unlucky with a with a couple of major injury, injuries and, yeah um and maybe you could say, you know, maybe it wasn't the same player after it, but I still think he'd done well and try right, just I appreciate he what he's done at the club and wish him yeah. well. And and you you made that point that, that made me realise that he does always look up and look for a forward pass. Oh instantly he gets bought ball, ball his feet and the first thing he does is look ahead of him to see who's running. And for a striker like Jay Simpson, that must be a dream to have someone like James, especially when Cox last season was injured for most of it to have Lord James back who can find that pass when others yeah, couldn't
1: absolutely and he was good at the ball on the floor oh, for a through did. ball really good really yeah. clever player
0: yeah so Friday 27th of May following that Doncaster Rovers then announced the signing of Matt Baldry on a two year contract so again Baldry, what, what do you think of that I'm, I'm mixed at the moment <laughs> I, like, I like the guy a lot I've got a lot
1: of time for him he's an honest player yeah. he knows when he makes mistakes and says yeah holds hands up he knows what he can and can't do um, I th- I think I, s- I sit on the fence with him because at times he's brilliant and at times he's you know it's like sort of hand over your eyes you don't like is it safe to watch yet sort of thing um, because of, you know the errors that sometimes he, he he frustrates me because I know if he cut out the errors in his game that actually he would he wouldn't be in now. hour he'd be a championship player yeah, I think um, I agree with you but I think he's a spot on guy and I think he's he's got all the make he's got. He's got the makings of being a championship player if he just cuts out them, those mistakes.
0: I think the captaincy last season might have actually been a hindrance to him yeah. as opposed to uh, a strength. But I'd say definitely interviewing him made me a bit more kind of uh, aware of kind of his feelings and why he wanted to leave. And yeah, I guess we accept that I and mean, we move Absolutely. on. But again, wishing well, we you know four 100%. years, four years at the club, first two seasons, his second season in particular alongside Nathan Clark in that back four, Clark. Omazuzi, Cuthbert himself, was just a superb defence and <coughs> man enough to take a penalty at Wembley. Shame he didn't hit the target, but man enough to go into that pub after and stand up and hold his oh, head up. For that. Absolute integrity about
1: the guy. He's got a- a- absolute integrity and respect for the, for, for the fans and for the football club. I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head there as well. When he's got an experienced pro next to him, he will work with them. I'm not necessarily sure that he likes to be the experienced the man, of the yeah. two and I think the captaincy perhaps did distract him a little bit because he isn't the shouty vocally type like maybe Scotty Cuthbert used to be and so on he's the more go about it in a quiet way um, which I don't know how the players feel about that but he was club captain and some people see it as a burden some
0: see it as a as a challenge and a responsibility so Sunday 29th of May so we'll call it Zachuani Gate so we started receiving DMs from Gabby who had been released from Peterborough uh, and who listens to the podcast and follows the podcast? And we got a pretty decent relationship with him. So he DM'd us uh, earlier uh, in May, telling us that the club had contacted his people with an offer, um, but then said on the 29th of May uh, that he would not be signing for the clubs as talks had taken place, but had then broken down during the week. Yeah. So we thought that was it. And that was done. Yeah. However... Then on Thursday the 2nd of June,
1: while we were sat in Matt Baldry's lounge <laughs> interviewing him, we got a message from him. We didn't chase him. He contacted us yep. telling us that a move to Auric could still happen and the move still could be on. Yeah. So, uh, massive game changer. You were dealing with that while I was talking to Yeah, Matt.
0: you were talking to Baldry. I had no idea
1: this was going on. <laughs> and then my phone pops up with, with what you'd said. So... Um, amazing, so Hope's expectations were raised yeah. and uh, try not to, try to keep a little bit professional, not to let Matt, Matt know what was going on or anything, but yeah. <laughs> and on Friday 3rd of June
0: at 8pm, uh, the club announced Andy Hessenthaler as manager on a one-year deal. The website uh, had the following statement saying, following an interview process conducted directly by the chairman, the club are confident they have the right man for the job and believe Andy's expertise, spirit and passion made him the standout candidate for the position. would so, like yeah. to know who else was interviewed. Yeah, oh, we haven't heard any of That's never going to happen. I, f- I think when Hendon got the job, we all knew that Darren Ferguson had been interviewed and, and that Jimmy he'd Floyd. asked for too much money. Oh, really? and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, I believe, as well. I think that was earlier. I think that was around Liverani because he was already a oh, by that point. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but with this time, with Hessenthaler, we didn't see any really, uh, no other names were really linked that heavily. I think uh, that Gattuso was linked quite a lot. Early on, you know, from 10, the league so, to league to C, Italia, yeah. yeah. um, But that was it. There was no real other names linked, and it kind of was That's, out there, and then entirely got appointed. Yeah.
1: So that makes me wonder how many people were interviewed, but it doesn't matter. So your views on Hesenthali didn't think he moment? would have wanted it to be honest, considering how his two predecessors' tenures went. Um, however, the positive side of it is he is experienced. He's got promotion on his CV. He's experienced in the game. He's got lots of contacts. Um, so in my opinion as long as he's given the time and the support to mould his own team I think I think we should back him
0: oh, absolutely you know, 100% back him for me I was quite surprised he was appointed as well you know he was towards the end of last season when he was in charge he was suggesting that he didn't want the job um, yeah talking I about like, the committee and how he'd never experienced these things happen in football um, so for him to take the job, I assume some assurances have been given to him to make him change his mind, or he's been told by Bashetti, look, you can have who you want in terms of playing staff, just let him know who you want, or or something's happened to give him that kind of confidence to take the role. Um, good experience of the lower League for me. Stability, as everyone keeps saying, which is a good thing. Knows the players from the last year at yeah. the club, knows the club, Yeah. and very importantly, knows the chairman, knows his expectations. Um, so for me, the appointment. Uh, although probably not the most exciting one we've ever had. Makes sense. And he, like, yeah. he's been there, he's done it. It doesn't strike me as someone who's going to take uh, a lack of effort lightheartedly. I think he'll whip the players into shape um, and hopefully do it the correct way. So, fair play to him. And yeah. Andy Hessenthaler's running my army.
1: Yeah. So for this season, yeah. Well, for some of this season, well, at least. Well, we hope for the whole season. I'd hope so because you at need the stability to, <laughs> yeah. to to build on. So those were our views, your yeah. views. At Vince Howard seventy three, all comes down to whether he's allowed to do his job. Otherwise,
0: it doesn't really matter. And there's a theme of that throughout most yeah. of these. Yeah, great, great point, Evans. At Gavin B one hundred one, so he's not impressed and I'm wanting to back the manager hundred percent. Let's hope though he's given more than six months. And like like you said, that is the key. Stick with him. But, you know, win, we'll rain, see. or shine, win, yeah. lose, or draw, whatever.
1: Ron yeah. Sampson 15 said, Good because we have continuity experience of the lower leagues, but I worry how much
0: interference from the president there will be. Yeah, Paul Staines 86 is a bit underwhelming, but also understandable. We just hope the owner actually gives him time and is patient with him. Good balance view
1: there. Craig Thurston said, Bit underwhelming, but he does have experience, can't really expect any more under this circus. At least it
0: isn't Steve Evans. Yeah. Simon Bernstein says, sensible option, I think. Now give him some money and most of all some backing. Yeah, Samuel LOFC 97. It offers a little
1: bit of continu- continuation from last season. Knows the strengths of the players and where we
0: need to improve. Yeah, MS Orney comes out from a different angle saying FB pays Hessenthaler money to be his puppet for a season so FB can call the shots with Hess. This won't last so, okay. Nice yep. positive outlook there. <laughs> uh, at Len M4, good appointment. Knows expectations
1: of the board and the fans. Plus, he has many contacts throughout the football league. And just to come back on my my flippant comment there, that's you know we we try to make it as balanced. There's positives and negatives, and those that
0: are um, sort of vent-sitting yeah, yeah. a little bit. So a good point one. there by Len M4 about his contacts in the football league. A few of the signings uh, that will come to uh, become. Along, because he knows the agents of players in the above leagues. Who we probably couldn't have got last season. Who we've got this season. So it's good helpful. point. There. Yeah. At uh, Gary Talbot Seven says I'm on and happy with that. Good football man. Just ask all Jenningham fans. Trouble is that he will be sacked too early. Jamie Stripe said it
1: could be worse. The one-year contract is telling though. God help him if we go four games without a
0: win. Good point. A one-year contract in a manager isn't very long at all these days. At all. No. At uh, B Burke three o five says so could do a lot worse. At least he knows the club. And has experience of lower leagues. We all need
1: to get behind him. John Macker one nine seven seven pleased. As Errol Mckellar said, uh, we needed someone from within the club. The first step to stability. Everyone needs to get behind
0: Hess and the players from now on. We need promotion this season. Yeah, Speno 0-1-1 says stability, stability, stability. If he's given the budget, he can get the right players in, and we can be a force. Hess is a good choice. Nigel La- Nige lad White said he was kicked by the
1: owner on Boxing Day—an underwhelming appointment indicating that nobody else wanted the job. Yeah.
0: interesting viewpoint there, Nigel. Marky O's one one oh six says I'll get behind him, but I'm totally underwhelmed. There was in no small part involved in the shambles of last season. So fair enough. Yeah. D
1: underscore Blundell, if he has a genuine free hand, I think it could work. You get the feeling the players like him.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I yeah. think under him, I think you get the impression that maybe a few players didn't really. What, like Ian? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. I think yeah. it's a bit different with and with Tyler. Okay. Um, Janet Jan Biggs, 48, says, I think this is a dreadful decision. I can't believe it. What a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> or in Memories, oh dear,
1: it will soon end in tears. A lead 2 coach or assistant may be, but not a manager. Yeah, at Janine Adelman, a bit underwhelmed, but at least he knows what to expect from FB and vice versa. At Mort Jig, if he was appointed this time last year, we would be happy... Now
0: it's just another head scratching, what the hell has happened decision. Very good point that. Very mm-hmm. good point. At David TH six four three zero one eight eight nine says, Hope I'm proved wrong, but Dover Redicts don't get you out of League Two. I think this is Hess's contacts. I love the fact he's in Thailand. Any sensible boss and club would say, look, perhaps we should get some decent players in first. I will back Hess if he's allowed to bring in a proper goalkeeping coach. If Gagliardi keeps job, to me, he's Bichette's puppet. So yeah, the, the, the cross to Thailand there was obviously when he got the job, he was in Thailand playing, playing in his England Seniors World yeah. Cup. Which he won, by the way. Which he did win, <laughs> and I think he scored a penalty. <laughs>
1: um, but just to come back, um, David, the club won't sign a player without a manager. It's the manager that, that, that really sort of puts that forward. I know it doesn't always happen in all clubs, but you don't, the, the, the manager should be allowed to mould his own team. So um, I'm going to take issue with you on that a little bit. Um, but moving on, Acquient said, Underwhelmed, but then who else would take it? If the appointment was made last season instead of Ian Hendon,
0: I would have been more positive. Weird. Yeah, weird. MB Crane said, a Very disappointing. Appointment mm. in Hess's appointment uh, with little ambition. Owes have missed an opportunity to move forward. Sam Cast9 said, He's a puppet and a yes man. Also,
1: nonsense that it said no one else would want the job. Look at Monk to Leeds, Bowyer to
0: Blackwell, Blackpool, and Slade to Charlton. Good points there. Good points. At Tommy Tealeaf says he's a good League Two manager, but what we need is a great League One manager in order to push
1: forward. Joe Watts, nine. Nothing wrong with that. Moment he was announced assistant to Hendon, it was obvious
0: he was the better manager from the start. At and JP says, pleased the decision has been made. Team building can now start and we have a direction. Although I'm worried that FB will interfere. Yeah. At the authentic Gaz, obviously wishing well for the 15 games he'll be in charge for. (laughs) But does... But does this really change anything? Probably not. Cool. And to end your views on uh, Andy Hess and and these are all tweets to us, by the way. We're not just randomly going on Twitter and picking random tweets. These are all tweets where people have mentioned at the Orient Outlook. Yeah. Uh, says, at, at Colin Herman, says, can't argue with Hess, needs stability more than anything else. He certainly knows what he signed up for. Who else would? And that is, actually is a great tweet to end uh, yeah. Hess on. So he's the manager, he's the man. Yeah, and we okay. must all
1: support him and the team in their endeavours. Win win, lose, or draw. Absolutely. So, yeah. Then we then Monday, the sixth of June, came around and the club confirmed the signing of twenty-seven year old midfielder Robbie Weir, who signed a two-year deal with the option of a third. Yep. Weir joins the O's following his release from Burton Albion after spending four years there with back to back promotions and over a hundred and fifty appearances. So what a statement of intent as a as a uh, as a, one of our first
0: signings absolutely absolutely. for me what a brilliant signing and in Lightning it doesn't strike twice in the same place on the same day but Orient announcing two signings in one day does so the club followed that up by also announcing the signing of 20 year old left back Josh Doherty who signed from Watford on a one year deal with him on the second so we welcome both Josh and Robbie to the club a great day for transfers obviously yeah. hasn't had appointed on the Friday signs two players on the Monday so straight in it Straight on yeah, cracking. Yeah, that was already teed up, obviously. Obviously, yeah. yeah. So your thoughts on both?
1: Yeah, we're potentially a great signing uh, for me. Just what we needed, a player with two recent promotions under his belt. Obviously been managed by a couple of good managers in Hasselbank and Clough. Yep. Um, initially thought Josh, as a first-choice left-back, was poor. Uh, was a poor replacement for Shaw, um, because Shaw had more experience. But, you know, as a backup, he could be a good signing.
0: Yep. cool. I think uh, Ware is a very good signing good experience of League 2 and getting promoted out of the league good experience of League 1 and getting out of that league as well so very good he's obviously a winner it seems like he's a leader and seems quite vocal and a bit of a player who likes to do the dirty things and will help us get out of the league um, so very happy with that Josh Dicey. don't know so much about him seems no, like a good prospect potentially he hasn't played much did some research he hasn't played that hasn't much hasn't played much but has played at international level for, for his age group quite a bit could be a very good prospect could be a good prospect. Cool. So Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Then on Tuesday, the 7th of June, the following day,
1: the club confirmed the departure of fitness coach Craig Smith. Turns out he joined Stevenage. Yep. And what's gone wrong there or why he's done he that? He got
0: promoted to Stevenage. He gets a better role. I think he was like head physio or head something. So we wish him well. Yeah. Um, good luck. Done well. And Wednesday, 8th of June, the O's wasted no time as Simone Lucchesi is appointed as the new fitness coach. So obviously, he sees Italian and you're like, what's going on here? But, you know, when you look into his background, previously worked at Sampdoria, Lecce, Lazio and New York Cosmo. So he's he's got pedigree. He's got previous. He's got previous, yeah, (laughs) absolutely.
1: Then, you know, talking about signings, at four o'clock, the club announced the third summer signing in winger Gavin Massey from our local A12 rivals, Colchester (laughs) United, for an undisclosed Fee, which we believe to be in the region of about £20,000. Okay. Yep. We're not entirely sure, but he signed a, the 23-year-old signed a three-year contract and officially joins us from the 1st of July. Yep. Gavin said, What attracted me here was the ambition of the club and the aim of getting back into League 1. The club should never be in League 2 and will be looking to replicate the season where it nearly went into the Championship. I can see the ambition from everyone at the club and I want to be a part of that. So, great, great, not just a generic... You know happy to be here as soon as I heard, blah blah blah. You know, he's actually bought into Hesse's plans to get us up and
0: brilliant. I like what he's got to say there, yeah. I like that. Uh, and for me, great signing. I've been aware of Massey, uh, watching the Football League show, you know, League One. Massey, anything coaches done really last season was either Moncur or Massey for me. Yeah. Very happy to get Massey. Great signing since Mo left so in the two years since was left we haven't had a player who's made that right midfield position their own on the right wing and mm. I think Massey will do that and now we you know you've got Cox on the left that's Cox's position if Cox is fit he's always going to play there you yeah. know, I think Massey will be the same on the right wing so two great wingers um, for me providing great service into the box I thought Massey was a great League 1 player and now we've got him in League 2 so essentially he should be a superb League 2 player he won the Colchester Player of the Season Award last year um, so he should be one of the best wingers in the league, and I'm very excited uh' and very happy with that good yeah. I, I agree yeah superb signing
1: just what we needed a pacey winger who's got enough tricks to keep defenders guessing and hopefully he'll create and supply enough for, for Simpson and the other strikers
0: and he's only 23 as well no I it sounds
1: like he should be about 33. well if he's 23 defenders. you know
0: and he has a couple of good seasons and there's potential if he does well to move him on and get a decent fee if he does yeah. well you know so very happy with that. Very happy with that. Thursday 9th of June, club confirmed, Andy Edwards, has been promoted to the role of assistant manager yeah, uh, at Orient. Well uh, so again, from the podcast, Andy, well done. Good appointment for us. Knows the club, knows the players, knows the youth team coming through, knows who will be ready. Um, Agreed. As an Orient man, I Just would say. Just moving from internal, I agree. It's a, great, it's a great position for us to be in. Yep. Friday the
1: 10th of June, another new signing. <laughs> Blimey. It's like one week, it's like the biggest week of our lives. Yeah. Um, Fresh from his promotion with AFC Wimbledon, left back Callum Kennedy joined on a one-year contract. Obviously, from our perspective, fantastic to sign a player who's promotion on his CV. Um, you'll probably remember Callum because he was meant to take the final penalty that won Wimbledon promotion. But Bayo Akinfenwa decided that he wanted to take the penalty. Um, Callum had his reasons, wanted to take it, Bayo had his reasons. Bayo's 15 stone of mostly muscle, <laughs> Callum's not you work out yeah you took yeah. that so um, it, Callum went on to say in my eyes it's a very big club and as soon as I heard the name that attracted me in itself when you add in all the other parts in terms of location and knowing some of the lads it was extremely attractive so good comments from him as well in that you know some of the boys are settling straight away he's going to be happy here which is important
0: I like these quotes this players. is who seemingly want to play for Leighton Orient and are happy to put on the shirt and happy to represent wow. the club, yeah. which we haven't seen in the last couple of years, I would say. So happy with Massey's comments, with Ware's comments, with Callum's comments, really good. So for me, another good signing, good competition for the left-back position. So obviously Shaw left, and we didn't really have any recognised back. so we've signed two now. Who can find it out? Doherty, again, a good prospect, and Callum Kennedy, who's pushing promotion winning. Yeah. Good spell at Wimbledon and Wimbledon fans really seem to rate him. Said so thought he was very unlucky not to be given a new stay that, there. So yeah. great for us. So good experience. Good head on him. You know, got out of League two last season. Happy. happy yeah, with that. absolutely.
1: Uh, yeah, for me the news just keeps getting better. Quality left back with a playoff sort of win and uh, promotion under his uh, under his belt and on his CV from a very recent time, not a few years yeah. ago, but but a few just few year, weeks ago. Yeah. So. Uh, brilliant yeah very happy so far with our recruitment
0: absolutely sunday 12th of june someone who we haven't recruited and won't recruit gabriel zachowani so he confirmed to us he will not be joining the club once and for all and that the move is completely dead and he ended up joining northampton so we wish gabby well i'm sure at some point in the next couple of months gabby will come on this show and we'll have a great crack with him and uh, maybe if he's up for it yep Sure um,
1: we so Monday the thirteenth of June, Connor Essam signed a
0: one-year deal with Eastleigh. So wish him all the best there. Yeah, I think he was unlucky last season. He started so well, got injured, maybe was rushed back, and um, never really happened for him. And he had about two Tory games really in quick succession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never recovered. One, was really poor. I think it was either Cambridge four, or, Exeter. or Exeter. Exeter. Uh, never recovered poor. from it. But we wish him well. You know, he's he always tried, and you can't ask more. than that, Yeah, I guess. absolutely. Wednesday the
1: 15th of June, I think we're going to have to share this one, mate. It's quite a busy one Um, for the Ozers. Martin Brennan is appointed as goalkeeping coach, taking over from Rob Gagliardi. Martin spent the last four years coaching at Fulham. He said, I'm very excited to be back at the club for a third time and to get started. I was here from the ages of 9 to 13. Then I came back to coach the Academy. Uh, Sorry, then I came back to coach when the Academy was the centre of excellence. It was always a club that I've looked out for, the result-wise, as well as living in the area. And it is a club my dad took me to as a kid as well, so I have always had a soft spot for the club. So
0: again, great, great. Seems like seems like a good appointment. Gagliardi was never working for anyone really in terms of a goalkeeping coach. No one wasn't even working the goalkeepers. Well, you know, apparently, I was saying like quite a lot of fans were cutting. They're not happy with that and. Good, good managerial appointments are being made. Good coaching set up, and something I that you know we're getting a real kind of good sense around the club. Still
1: don't know why. Um... We'll come back to you. Ah, uh, who, who just who just left the goalkeeping coach? Who just left?
0: Lee Harrison. Lee Harrison. Yeah. Thank you. Um, still don't understand why Lee Harrison did. no not at all not at all and then on the same day at around 6.30 the club announced the signing of Tom Parks from Bristol Rovers who finished third in League 2 last season so again another player who signs earned promotion from League 2 and is dropped down from a league above to come and play for Leighton Orient That's So three players
1: superb with with career CV with um, promotions on their superb CVs so again Britain. he's had
0: back to back promotions because Bristol Rovers only just came up I think so he's had back to back promotions um Good defender, good age again, good contract. For me, you know, we haven't really mentioned them a lot, actually. And when we have, it's not been too positive. But you've got to give Francesco Pichetti a lot of credit for the quality of player he's allowed Hess to bring in. These players are good players, dropping leads. They've got to be on a decent wage to come to this club. They're not, they ain't coming for peanuts, I would say. So well done to FB for getting them. Well done to Hess and happy with Tom Parks. Happy yeah, with that. good. Very pleased as well with the calibre who we're
1: signing. Uh, he's the third player as I just mentioned a second ago, who's got experience uh, of promotion most recently. I think I agree with you about the credit to Bicetti. I mean, we can all moan at him about his interference, absolutely. but when it comes to putting his money where his mouth is, scared. he absolutely does it, and and he has allowed the the people to sign who they. Spot on. Uh, who they need to sign.
0: So, yeah, absolutely. We had a couple of good tweets as well from that. Yeah, at Juice says The great thing is we are signing first team as well, rather than and just poking up current team with squad players. Keep them coming. Yeah, yeah. can not agree more, Stu.
1: And Julian Fern said, Looking forward to pre-season. Lots of optimism, followed by continued
0: despair. Love the Orient. Wouldn't have it any other way. Absolutely. So, Wednesday, 22nd of June. The day we're all waiting for. The League 2 fixtures get announced and it yeah. all starts over again. So, for me, a pretty decent start. So the first five games look completely winnable. Uh, so Cheltenham away, we start on Saturday the 6th of August, followed by Newport at home, Stevenage at home, Grimsby away, and Mountsville at home. So again, a good first five games as per last year. We start with two away games to newly promoted teams, and we won those three corresponding home fixtures last season. So yeah. we, we beat... Uh, Newport home 1-0 Stevenage, Stevenage 3-0 and we beat Manstreet 1-0 so you know in terms of a League 2 start that's a pretty not easy but there it, it could be more challenging starts in League 2 absolutely yep yeah.
1: so some of the key fixtures that, that we've picked out for this for this season, first off, Plymouth at home on Tuesday the 27th of September.
0: Yep, Barnet away Saturday 1st of October.
1: And then Portsmouth at home the following
0: Saturday the 8th of it, October. Yeah, followed by Luton at home Saturday 5th so of October. So I Three think, tough like, games. Beginning of October, that's going to be a test for this team. Yeah. Uh, Col- all good games though, all three yeah, home and games. As and then well. I guess probably the biggest away game of the season probably this year, Colchester away Saturday 12th of November. Is that right? We've got three home games on the bounce? Uh, no, where were you looking?
1: Oh, sorry, it's not. It's Barnet away. Yep. Sorry, cool. beg your pardon. Right, Colchester away. Yeah, then we've got Doncaster away on Saturday the 26th of November.
0: Yeah, Barnet home Saturday 7th of January. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, Portsmouth foot away Saturday the 14th of January. I think I might have to do that one again. Yes, that was a highlight. I think that was a game of the season was voted in our poll yeah, for last season. So. Doncaster at home 18th of March. Done. We welcome back... Monsieur Bourdieu? Yeah, we do. Cambridge away, 8th of April. Yeah, Luton away, Friday 14th of April. And Colchester at home on the 29th of April. Followed by the final game, hopefully a promotion party down the sea seaside. Side. Uh, get your sticker, rock. Blackpool away, Saturday 6th of May. That is a trek, Blackpool away. It I is like a done mission, that is a weekend Well, I'll tell you what, we'll have an Orient Outlook podcast party if the team, uh, if the team get promoted down the way. Yeah, there. okay. Party like for over. So full list of fixtures on the Leighton Orient website and available online yep they are um, so the League Cup draw takes place
1: for the first round um, on Wednesday the 22nd of June and the O's are drawn at home to Fulham very good draw for the club but a bit steep on the old ticket yeah, price 18 at 18 quid, quid 18 quid something, something like that yeah, only
0: South Stand and West Stand will be open for O's fans Central Front Up so yeah, I'm surprised they're not doing it for cheaper because I think they could have got a real decent crowd like I think, London Derby yeah, that's what early on in the season I don't know. I'm not sure about that one, boys. I think you've let yourself down there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I,
1: I think because it's a London club, they think they fill it out anyway, so they put the price up. That's I'm why because sure. Fulham will bring it a thousand. Well, i not even open. Maybe five hundred. Not even open an E stand. No, it's not worth it. Uh, so, Fraser Shaw joined Accrington Stanley on Thursday, the twenty third of June. He signed a two year deal. So, good luck to Fraser.
0: He's got a very good deal there, and Accrington who done very well last yeah, season. Did do very so do well. Good move for Fraser. Again, we've kind of covered it, but I thought he was unlucky last season. I thought he was quite unlucky in points. I do. I agree. And I think if Accrington do give him the chance and he is first choice, I think that he would.
1: Potentially show what is yeah. what he can what he can if actually he gets a good do. run in the team yeah.
0: you know all these players who we've let go and have gone to League Two clubs when they face Leighton Ryan they're going to have the game oh, of them. their lives yeah. You absolutely know. you can see it a mile oh, off Scotty Cuthbert
1: <laughs> um, so, so I- moving on a day you stumbled across a picture of the new kit sponsored by a firm called or company
0: called Energy Bet so I did so I was just online on my lunch. Just went on Twitter, searched in Orient on Twitter, and a picture of Don't the brand... Give everyone all your <laughs> picture of the brand of Orient kit came up, so we tweeted it, really. Yeah. Uh, saw it sponsored by Energy Bet, um, and then the picture that the account was on disappeared, and it was all gone, um, randomly. So that was it, really. So the club followed it up with the official club announcement of the shirt at 4.45pm. Yeah, I wonder um, if it would have done it if we hadn't have done that. No chance. No chance. Um... Well, I don't know. I wouldn't have thought so. It was quite early for a kit reward. Yeah. Um, But upon being sponsored by Energy Bet, Alessandro Angeleri, our CEO, said we are delighted to have online bookmakers Energy Bet, especially on a two-year deal, which gives the club the scope to plan ahead for the future. We look forward to working with them and hope it is the start of a long and successful partnership. Yeah. Your views on the kit then, Paul? I'm a bit underwhelmed, to be honest. It's... I thought...
1: I know we have to go with the Nike template. Let's put can that I, out. Let here. me just say Paul
0: sitting here in the 13-14 kit, Samson. Fourteen kit. Yeah. Samson? Or 14, 15, the playoff season. I, say, yeah. I mean that's a nice kit. This is a nice kit. That is a very nice kit. Right? With the red spots and it goes
1: into white. This is a nice football kit. <laughs> right? And it is nice. maybe as a as a silent protest I'll wear this for the season to show Nike can produce nice football kits. <laughs> Rather than the bland red with the black on the arms and Around the side bit with a couple of holes for ventilation that don't really do anything. Um, really underwhelmed. I think
0: it's alright, but it's just a. But it's alright. It's just. Right. A,
1: it's just. Nah. This yeah. is a
0: nice kit. All right. Do you know all what right. I mean? This is that's the difference. This is a nice <laughs> kit. That's why I bought it, and that's just a it's okay I'm not going to buy it I bought the random Steel one last year I did quite like that one and I you bought, bought the, the away one. kit didn't you yeah. I'm not too keen on this year's away kit I've got to say I don't really like the colours I'm not sure the dark blue and the light work well together but it looks like Wickham's kit I think, right? I think there's a third kit coming I think there's, there's a, a third black kit Howard Gould has alluded on Facebook that there's a third kit coming this was a while ago so I don't know if that's been pulled but I'll be interested to see what the third kit looks like Yeah. We, uh, make a judgement on yeah. all the season's kit so we'll see I think it's
1: a shame because Nike don't just have one template for us because we don't sell enough shirts we don't have the opportunity to do a bespoke kit
0: yeah it'd be, lo- it'd be, lovely. So, so, it'd be lovely to get a bit of a smaller company just to has... make our kit and go back to the braces yeah. which we can't get because it's not a Nike template yeah and I guess the only other issue with energy bet is because they're a betting firm if I get a top for my daughter it won't match my top. It's just a blank. I top think they're looking better.
1: into a sponsor for the kids. because yeah, when not, we had the last energy company, no, of course not
0: the same. So of course not. done the kids a bit of a disservice yeah. there. But anyway, let's move on. So Thursday, 3rd of June, the players return for pre-season training, and they're all back at the club. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Friday, 1st of July. Yeah.
1: Danny Webb is announced as first team coach. Um, He's been at the club for five years, having started working at under-14 level and progressed up through the age groups. In 2014, though, he led the under-16s to the National Category 3 Cup, beating Berry 4-1 to complete a League and Cup double, before stepping up to assist Academy Director Andy Edwards with the under-18s for the 2015-16 campaign. We all know that they were smashing it in last year. Disappointed that a few of them got let go in the summer, but... Um, so good luck to Danny. Hope all goes well.
0: Yeah, and again, it's another sign of they're promoting from within the club. So Edwards That's right. is going up, and, and then they recruited to replaced, very, to, very good, replace. very good it. like yeah. it. And then at one thirty, signing number six is announced to be French defender Ivan Eriko. who signs a two-year deal with an option of a third after his release from Belgian side sint Truiden. Truiden, Truiden, yeah. So Eriko, it must be translated because he can't speak English uh, at all. At all. So he, he must have said in French, I believe I can add a lot to the team defensively and from the squad we have assembled, I believe we can achieve promotion and I'm determined to help the club succeed. I was like to get the deal done and it was important for me to make sure I didn't miss the start of pre-season with my new team. So again, it's good to see that. Again, happy to play for him. Proud to come here. Wants to get cracking. Um, I know nothing about him. I've got to be honest. With Massey, no one I knew this. about him. I, I don't know about this player. Completely uh, off the radar. Seems to one. be playing at a Fairly decent level in Belgium. So good we got him. Um, can also play centre-back. So it'll be interesting to see where Hessen thinks he fits, whether he's a centre-back alongside Parks or whether he thinks he should be right-back and he thinks about moving Hunt centre-back. So good options. Good options. We're starting to get a decent squad now and some big choices for Hessen to make in terms of who he goes with that we'll come on, I guess, to in the next podcast.
1: Cool. Um, not sure about this one for me. Obviously, I'll always support the players, but the fact he doesn't speak any English at all Is a concern, so I hope he's taking English lessons. Um, Luckily, we have French-speaking players in the team, but obviously you can't. Well,
0: he's got Asenganes,
1: and he's got yeah, Delay to help him. Yeah, but you can't in the middle of a game. So, what's he saying to me? What does he want me to do? This doesn't work that as well that way. Two words, buddy, Fabio (laughs) Livera. Exactly. (laughs) That so equals
0: failure. Yeah, well, we'll see. So, like, you know, we don't know anything about him. You know, we could be raving about good. him after the first yeah, year Yeah, I minutes. hope
1: he's good, obviously. He's I want good. him to do well. I, I will I will, will him to do well. Yeah. I'll support him. Um, but it just concerns me that the guy speaks... How's he going to communicate with people?
0: Yeah. How's he going to listen to the podcast if he doesn't speak English? That's a very good question. <laughs>
1: we <laughs> don't speak French. We'll have to get Vince
0: Salao or yeah. to translate. So Saturday, 2nd of July. So for me, the big one. So we... Tweeted about it it's still two weeks before it was actually confirmed, and you know, it got People started to doubt us. People started to doubt the outlook, and you should never you should really never do that. Never doubt the outlook. We've never wrong. let you down. Haven't been wrong yet. Well, we'll be wrong one day, I'm sure we will, but haven't been wrong yet. do talk y- like that. Two years. Don't talk like that. All right, sorry, we boss. We'll be right all the time. Sorry, boss. So sorry, at 11am, the club announced signing number seven and the long awaited signing of Liam Kelly for an underclosed free from Oldham Athletic. Um, we t- yeah, we tweeted about this. But didn't let you down. I like that. Didn't that. So as Andy Hesantala said, he's an excellent player, and we now have four central midfield players with the likes of Moore, Atengana, and a new signing in Robbie Weir. Originally, as well, Kevin Nolan was all, was in that quote and then was swiftly removed. Uh, so there was great competition for places, and that should spur them all on. And I mean, that is. You know, last season we spoke about beginning season and when there was no strength and depth in that squad, that's those four central midfielders are all capable of being first team. They're all very good players. Yeah. I'm very excited about
1: that. Yeah. Um so Liam Kelly said the first thing that drew me to the club when I got the call was the ambition. You look at the players they have brought in already and the ambition of the owner. The club is moving in the right direction. They were not far off the playoffs last season. I think if you look at how they finished last season, winning the last couple of games, the potential is there. To move up the league next season. Yeah, for me... Thoughts on that?
0: For me, great signing. Um, Really happy with him. Seems to have a good pedigree. He's got a Scottish international cap. Olden player of the year last year. Seems like a battler. Seems like another player whose heart will be in it and won't let you down in terms of effort. That's something that we probably didn't see last season, the effort. And all the players we've signed seem to have that spirit and energy and all proud to represent the club. Uh, My only concern with all these signings is that it might take them a time to gel and it might take time for Hess to get that... 11 decided so what I'm trying to say is what might be the strongest 11 on paper might not be the strongest 11 as a team who gel and that might take time Um, you know a prime example would be how England were mismanaged at the Euros on paper superb team but as an 11 they couldn't play together at all Um, but very happy with Liam Kelly very happy it's one of those players that you see room at the beginning and you're like nah that won't happen he's a league one player and he's captain of his team and suddenly you get him and you're like okay fair play
1: yeah absolutely so I think there was a bit of a scare with his with the scan or with with a previous injury or something but uh, you know as most of you know I was debating whether or not to renew my season ticket but having seen the calibre of players we've signed I'm I'm now fully on board Uh, obviously I've renewed signing players who have gained promotion last season add to that a couple who played in league one last year superb Um, obviously it's all well and good but as has been previously mentioned if the owner starts getting busy like last year then obviously we won't progress and with the best will in the world you can
0: have the greatest players
1: but if you're getting interference it's just not going to work I
0: also I think that Liam Kelly or Hess mentioned that the connection came because Hess knew his agent so again good work from Hess there to know the agent to get Kelly in so well done to Andy Hess there for seeing that I think Oldham have got
1: some financial trouble as well so I think they're probably keen to get their probably
0: highest Pay people off their wage bill. So Tuesday, fifth of July, another new signing being spoiled here. So Jordan Bowery is signed on a two-year deal with the option of a third year. So Jordan Bowery comes in uh, from Oxford United, where he achieved promotion last season. He scored seven goals in seventeen games, which isn't bad because I think he came in as a sub quite a lot. Um, so another player comes to the club who won promotion last year. So again, for me, a, a good player. You know, Oxford fans seemed a bit mixed on him. Uh, but they all did seem to agree that he scored quite a few important goals for them last season, including a goal away to Portsmouth that was a really big result for them. So, for me, it will be interesting to see now who Hess goes with up front and who Hess thinks is best to as a partnership. You know, as it stands at this moment in time, Simpson is at the club. McCallum's up front, back from his injury, scoring in pre-season, which we'll comes to in the next episode. Oli Palmer had a great finish towards the end of the last season, was on fire, seems to kind of get the fans back on side, Ollie. Nandale who has been splitting the fans but on his day he's, he's not like he's had well. many at Orin, but on his day he looks unplayable in League 2 um, and Bowery so five players fighting for two spots add Cashkit to that add potentially Karoma to that yeah I mean I've, I've, I've got to be honest I think those two will end up going out on loan but you know two spots up front you would presume that Hessenthal would go 4-4-2 five players who all played a lot of football in League 2 last season well, apart from the cannon but you've you know become how yeah. they injured no there's, so there's that, three that, big players that is, that is that is strength and depth up front my friend that so you've is got good
1: McCallum, Nan, as you say McCallum Nandulay, and Palmer are three big kind of players and then you've got Simpson um, who's more in the box and, and Bowery actually from what I've seen of him pre-season he's running in the channels and his, his just awareness has been fantastic so yeah. Suspect it could be Bowery
0: and, and Simpson if he does a four four two. Unless it, he does a four three three, it maybe. would be interesting because you've got two wingers who can put good crosses into the box. So you're gonna you're gonna think you're gonna need you're gonna probably go for a little large combination up front because because you have the two wingers as a four four two you're gonna you can ping balls into the box. Simpson ain't gonna score you many headers, so you presume that Simpson would go up alongside a Torby, like McC McCann, well McCallum or Nandale or Palmer. So but the midfield pretty much writes itself in Massey, Kelly,
1: um, Weir yeah. and Cox. You would think and so. And then Simpson, assuming he's still with us, and probably Bowery. Yeah, I
0: mean this is something we'll cover in more detail in the next episode. Next, but, but that's probably a 4-2. You just obviously you sacking going. Well, again, go on, just, uh, well again, that's the strongest on paper, but it might not. Bowery and Simpson might not gel as a combo and Simpson and McCullum were doing very well at the start of last season yeah they were let you know, see what happens that, that's why Andy is going to get paid a lot more money than what I am sitting here
1: talking about it and yeah. doing it yeah could be an like you said I think actually I agree You know, agree. could be an absolute game changer um, yeah and the issues that, the headache that Hester's now got is a good headache that good going to start yep. up front yep. Wednesday the 6th of July at six o'clock, the club announced that Kevin Nolan has left the club um, in the following short statement. It said, the club wishes to announce that Kevin, that midfielder Kevin Nolan has left with immediate effect to pursue opportunities elsewhere. We wish him the best of luck and thank him for his efforts during his
0: time with the club. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, no surprise really. I guess as soon as he was kind of uh, dismissed as manager, we, we could never see him playing again for the club. Correct. Happened to get an ankle injury straight after he was sacked. Uh, which meant that he didn't play towards yeah. the back in the last season. You know, we've said it in previous podcasts, very harshly treated as a manager. Um, I think it was bad, dis- yeah, disappointing yeah. as a player, I'd say, in certain aspects, but maybe that was the management thing on his mind. And maybe, you know, League Two football obviously isn't anywhere up to near the standard of the Premiership, but it's a different type of football, isn't it? You've got six foot five defenders just kicking lumps out of you in the premiership that doesn't happen and Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it. it would have been interesting to see a fully fit Kevin Nolan at Orient, who wasn't a manager who I think would have been you know yeah. immense but it just wasn't meant to be yeah after being
1: relieved of his managerial duties he was never going to stay yeah. you know he's got the highest win re- ratio of, of sort of any Orient manager of recent yeah. time he tightened up a leaky defence but obviously then the goals dried up at the other end I think if he'd been given more time and had less interference from the owner, I think we can only think of really what might have been. Would yeah, we have absolutely. I mean, George, finished outside the playoffs, or would
0: we have? Would we have got into it? You know, potentially. I think George Sessions, who I don't know we think we come to respect a lot, and has got a very good kind of reputation. You know, yeah. he said a lot of times he thinks that was a mistake, and no, and will end up being a very good manager. And even now, you know, as we speak, being linked, you know, as the part of we Sam Allardyce's team in England yeah. setup. So. You know, we wish him well. You we know, we were very critical of him in the Starman Awards, but, but that was of no, not that night, personal. that yeah, was of that yeah, night. It's yeah. not to discredit his delivery. Yeah, as, as, as a manager, world. you know, fifteen games. I think he, you know, I think he won seven or eight. He didn't do. To, he he didn't won do, seven out of fifteen. He didn't did mean, do. He didn't do too but bad. He only games. lost three. or maybe four. four. I think he lost four. Most. So it's a four out of fifteen. It's not a bad. Ashamed Yeah, a shame to see him go, but, but I guess we knew. That was going to be it. So, Three, yeah. that's it, folks. That's it for our first pre season podcast is over. So, thanks for joining us for episode 72. So, episode 73 will be all about from this period forward. So, we'll cover all the friendlies, any more signings in the period that's taking yeah. place, and any more Bit. people leaving. So, hopefully, uh, by the time we do our next podcast, no players will have left. No. And we'll be talking about a lot of pre season wins.
1: Yeah, I mean, as we speak now, we've played Wieldstone, Dover and uh, Woking, so we'll cover those yep, in the next, podcast, next yeah. podcast. So it's been a hectic few weeks since the season ended. We've got a new manager, a new management team has been appointed. Players have left, new players have signed of a very high uh, quality. We've had the kit revealed. Uh, we've interviewed ex-captain uh, Matt Baldry. Uh, messages from players about potential transfers, Uh, And more. And now there's only 16 days left until the 16-17 League 2 season kicks off. So, several new signings with pedigree and by all accounts, Biketti has had his wallet open all summer so there'll be no moths there. (laughs) Question is, will Hess and the team be given time and freedom to do what they need to get us up? That's the million dollar question
0: well, we will see yep
1: did you want to mention about Monday night
0: so I will be at the meet the chairman evening we'll be tweeting live from it um, as far as we know we can't put out any audio or any uh, visuals Buttage from it so we'll probably put out a few pictures if we can but there won't be any live broadcast from it um, but we'll be tweeting so that's on Monday and we'll be back with episode 73 a week on Sunday so that's Sunday the 31st of July to carry on our look at the pre-season activity and with all the news and views that you could ever need so keep your tweets coming keep engaging with us and you know thank you for listening and what hopefully will be a very successful season so as always we look forward to hearing from you and keep calm and listening to the Orient Outlook, Outlook podcast Up the O's Up the O's